All right, folks, here we go. Another Sunday. It's week eight. It's Halloween weekend. Halloween is on Tuesday. Temperatures, it's that transition. We are starting to go from the warmth to the cool. It was 80 degrees here in Philly yesterday. Now it's 60 degrees. And then it's going to be only in the 40s come Wednesday. And this country is starting to get chilly everywhere. We actually have our first snow game of this season that we're going to predict. A snow game. But obviously, winter's coming. You get to this time of the year, it gets cold. And, you know, you know these games start affecting these games. You know, your playoff hope could go and buy the weather. But, sorry, here. Like I said, we only have one unanimous pick, and that's the Ravens over the Cardinals. Yeah, well, maybe there's one, but there's a whole bunch of games we can practically skip. They're so bad. Yeah, but that's why we have the shotgun no huddle again. Like I said, one unanimous pick, so let's go to it. Obviously, we'll start with one of your picks of the week. Two rookie quarterbacks, the top two quarterbacks taken in the draft, are go at it today. They obviously went at it in a national championship situation before, but now this time they're playing for real as pros. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Cardinals are, I mean, Panthers are coming off of a bye, but they're playing, both teams actually are coming off of a bye, but they're playing each other today. Texas and Carolina go to it. Yeah, I mean, this one I wouldn't put as a quite a no huddle, but I mean, it's not going to be a, well, it, I, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but one thing I will say, though, is, you know, a lot of people were talking shit on Houston after the draft because they, tra- they drafted Stroud and then traded up and gave the Bears, or not the Bears, was it the Bears? No. Yeah, the Bears. They gave the Bears. Cardinals. The Cardinals, yeah, Cardinals. yeah. They gave the Cardinals their first-round pick this year. A lot of people were trying to say, oh, they, Houston just gave up a top-two pick, and uh, Arizona's going to be picking one-two next year. I told you that wasn't going to happen. I told you Stroud would be a good quarterback. I told you Will Anderson would bring a, a, a dimension to that pass rush and that D'Amico Ryans would have that defense playing as well as possible. I told you Tank Dell was an awesome pick. And I, I told you, Houston, I got them seven, maybe even eight wins this year. And right now they're sitting at three and three. Stroud's playing well. He's throwing nine touchdowns, one interception. Tenth in the NFL in quarterback rating at a 96.4. And Bryce Young hasn't done anything. 0-5 as a starter. 29th quarterback rating in the NFL at 78.7. And Carolina's defense is horrible. They've allowed two touchdown, 12 touchdowns in the last two games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Houston, I got, I got them picked to win this game with our picks. Um, it's still sitting at a three-point spread. I still stand by that. I'm going with Houston here. And uh, the only thing that worries me is just the... You know, Bryce Young is a talented player. I mean, he's going to get better, and they're coming off a bye week, so that might help. But either way, I think Stroud's pissed that about going number two and about everybody talking shit on him before the draft, too. So I'm going with Houston. I'm going to say final score, 27-20. to 20. Well, I, like I said, T.J. Stroud obviously has a, lot, has a lot upside from Ohio State of all, of all schools, but you got to give him a lot of credit. He's done a very good job so far. And he's obviously been viewed as the better quarterback. I've heard, I mean, people talk trash, but that's just them. I, he hasn't listened to the naysayers. He's listening to his, to the people that he can respect and trust. And obviously that's helped them so far in this 
in his career, even though it's only, what, seven games old. But obviously, we'll see what happens here today. This could be a tough matchup. I mean, Carolina is, both teams are coming off of a bye, but Carolina is at home. <coughs> and obviously, they've made some adjustments. They're trying to they're trying to get a victory. They're the only team without a win right now, and they need to find a way. I feel bad for Frank Wright. It's almost like he keeps getting bad, bad stuff. He didn't realize he was going to be on this team was going to be as bad as it, as it turned out. But it is what it is. Carolina has a, has a poor defense. Their offense is aged. You know, Booby Miles has not worked out. It's just not working for them. I think this will be a close game for a while, but I'm going to, but I agree with you. I think Houston's going to win. They've shown that they, they've gotten better. They have the better coach, the better quarterback, the better players. So Houston wins final score 27 to 17. Okay. The theme of this no-ho shotgun is is the NFC South, AFC South, and we're going to continue that. AFC and NFC South, three matchups where they'll be playing each other, and we're going to continue now. We're going to go to Tennessee next, to Nashville. The Atlanta Falcons are down there. They're now leading the NFC South. Tennessee is basically now on layaway. They just traded their best defensive player, Kevin Byers, to the Philadelphia. So, obviously, a lot... A lot of questions, but I heard today, yesterday that that Derrick Henry, for now, for the rest of this season, will remain in Tennessee. He will not be traded. So, I don't know what that means. Tannehill's still the quarterback, so apparently he may not be leaving anytime soon either, but obviously this Tennessee team is already giving you the look of what they'll be in the future. But, a whole, but like I said, two teams going in kind of opposite directions. We'll see what happens. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, we'll see what happens. The trade deadline's coming up. Teams put that type of information out there sometimes just to try to get more out of other teams. So I'm not so sure that Henry's not going to be traded. Um, but Tannehill might be, we'll see, maybe he's still the quarterback for the rest of the year, but he's not the quarterback today because he's injured. And we're looking at most like that uh, Will Levis starting. They say that maybe Malik Willis will get in the game as well. But, uh, but, um, um, Levis is starting first start in the NFL. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to, I think it's going to be a bit of a tough one for him. I think he might be put up some decent numbers overall for a first start, but you know, first start Atlanta's been tough. Um, Desmond Ritter has been a little bit better the last couple weeks too. And you would hope that they'd start giving the ball to Bijan more at some point. So I'm going with Atlanta here. Obviously, just like most of Atlanta's games, it's going to be tight because Atlanta's not going to put up a ton of points. But I'm going to say uh, 1916. You have Atlanta winning? Yeah. Well, like I said, that's news to me that Tannehill's out. Well, oh, yeah, means, that's been that, that's been for the last week now. He's that he probably wasn't playing, but now it's official. Yeah. Well, Tennessee is coming off of a bye. If I were, were they on a bye last week or no? Yeah, they were on a bye last week. Okay, they're coming off of a bye. Obviously, things haven't gone well for Tennessee this year. They're two and four. Will Levy was a first round. You know, a lot of people thought he would be the top quarterback taken in the draft, but unfortunately. People gave him the bad a bad look on the cold shoulder, and he went in the second round instead. I've, one of the reasons why I would not want to be a top prospect, and knowing that I might not, 
if I don't go in the top 10, I might not go at all on day one. I wouldn't want to go. But anyway, obviously he gets to start, his first ever start. Obviously, uh, well, Desmond Ritter is playing still. There's a lot of questions about his about about his availability, but Atlanta did win last week. They're in first place for now. Obviously, this should be an interesting matchup. It's going to be a low-scoring matchup. Neither offenses are elite. So, at this point, you know, I think Derrick Henry can run. This is a kind of a toss-up game. He can go either way, but I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to go with the Titans in a close one. But the final score, I don't know, 18 to 15. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, Tennessee is not wearing Tennessee gear. They're wearing the Houston Oilers jersey today. Houston Oilers, which for a couple of years, they were the Tennessee Oilers. Yeah, there's a couple teams with throwback uniforms this week. Yeah, they're wearing their old Oilers jersey today. So, interesting, interesting, interesting times. All right, the other NFC-AFC South matchup is the Saints and the Colts. And this should be interesting. Colts coming off a tough loss. And obviously the Saints, both guys are coming off the tough losses, hard-fought losses. But obviously we'll see what happens here today. Saints defense versus a Colts offense that looks pretty decent. Minshew versus Derek Carr, two veteran quarterbacks. And we'll see what happens today here. Big matchup. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, this is this is one where, you know, neither of these teams are anything special. But the fact that they're both like sort of – maybe average to below average teams right now. I mean, going head to head, it could be an interesting game to watch, but in the in terms of like looking at the playoffs, the only team that has a shot at making the playoffs is the Saints, only because the NFC South is so bad. But otherwise the Colts have no shot. You know, they're playing decent on offense with Gardner. They were they were decent on offense with Anthony Richardson too. I mean I think it's uh just uh, another uh um just more proof that Shane Steichen is a really good offensive, well, I guess you could call him play caller, coordinator, offensive head coach. He's the head coach, obviously, now. But, I mean, we saw we did it with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles offense kind of took a step back so far this year compared to what they were last year, especially in the red zone. Um, and you look at what the Colts are doing now, they're looking, they're looking solid. Gardner Minshew's keeping the train rolling, at least. Um... You know, this one, though, I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints just because I think they're the better, more talented team. And uh, I think uh, Kamara and Alave are going to have big games. So I'm going to go with the Saints here. I'm going to say final score will be uh, 24-23. Well, both teams are kind of similar. Well, maybe not similar. Saints play better defense. But, you know, they're, they're kind of middle-road teams, both of these two. And, and like I said, Indianapolis played hard last week against Cleveland and but Cleveland found a way to, to survive, and, you know, that just tells you about it. I mean, Shane Steichen kind of missed out here here in Philly just because of Brian Johnson hasn't really done much to, to prove anybody that he's worth of being an offensive play caller. But still, long way to go. Can Steichen make it as a coach? Can Brian Johnson make it as an offensive coordinator? Time will tell. But obviously in this situation, the Colts, you know, they were wearing weird jerseys last week, first time I ever saw them with black helmets, but it didn't help their cause. And the Saints are obviously a team that 
you know, they struggle offensively as well, even though they got Olave and Michael Thomas is back to who he was a few years ago. But unfortunately, he's kind of played out because after that incredible 2019 season he has, he hasn't been anywhere close, reasonably because he's been hurt and he missed the season as well. So Olave is the top receiver that they have that's healthy. At the end of the day, I think this is going to be a battle. I think they'll put some points on the board. But I'm going to go with the home team here. I think Indy will bounce back. I don't trust the Saints really on the road at this point. So give me the Colts and the final score, 27 to 24. Okay. All right, we're going to go to the AFC East. And obviously, New England and the and the Dolphins will be going at it. You know, like I said, these two teams kind of surprised themselves last week. Patriots pulled off a rare win, and the Dolphins got a rare loss from their offensive standpoint. So, interesting matchup here. These two teams met on a Sunday night back in week two, which the Dolphins won comfortably. Obviously, today, we'll see what happens here today. Dolphins back in their throwbacks with the old helmet logo. And obviously, we'll see what happens. Can the Patriots win two straight for the first time this year? Back, back to back for the first time this year. And like I said, a lot to bounce back one. But for Miami, this should be a bounce back. They're playing New England in at home, where they've always owned Belichick his entire coaching from the majority of his coaching career. So we'll see what happens today. Go ahead. Yeah, well, there are a few games that we haven't gotten to yet that I, I don't think are really that much worth uh, going into. And this is one of them. I mean, the Patriots are bad. I know the Dolphins lost. Uh, the Bills kind of put the blueprint on how to slow down the Dolphins' offense. The Eagles used that blueprint and did it again. But you also have to have enough talent on your defense. And right now, the Patriots, with their injuries, they got a decent defense. They don't have enough, and they don't have enough on offense anyway. So, um, bottom line, the Patriots just started a good enough team to win this game. So, Dolphins win. Final score. Um, I'm going to say... I'll, you know, I'll say the, the, the Patriots like somewhat slow them down compared to what they've done in other bad teams. So 30 to to 13, Dolphins win. Yeah, like I said, when you look at Miami, I mean, obviously, they're coming off a tough loss here in Philly last week, which you maybe shit for. But let's be honest, I can't worry about that. I mean, Miami is a really good team when you look at the – and they get a big boost defensively. They get Jalen Ramsey back, who hurt himself the first week of training camp. He recovered nicely from his from his injury that he is back in the lineup today. And he, he's going to help that defense well. Xavier Howard is still out, but that's a that's a hell of a, a hell of an upgrade. And you know that's going to help that secondary a lot. And that's going to obviously make tough things difficult for Mac Jones. Yeah, the Patriots are coming off a big win last week against Buffalo, but you think they're just going to come down to Miami and do that again? I doubt it. Just because, one, two has never lost to the Patriots and and Belichick. And two, it doesn't seem like when, when you come to Miami, you better, you better be ready to score points because that's where they average. On the road, they average about 20 points per game. At home, they average almost 40. So you're going to have to... Score in the 30s, which the Patriots have not done yet this year. They have they scored 20, what, 29 points last week or something. That was the most. When they scored, 25 or 29? I don't even know, man. Well, they're not they're not a high scoring offense, and and that's the problem. You gotta go after Tyreek Hill. You gotta go after Wall and all those guys. 
they don't have that. They don't have that. So, so I got the the Dolphins winning pretty comfortably. You know, Patriots will try and make it interesting, but I doubt it. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins in the final score, forty-three to twenty. Okay. All right. The Battle of New York is next. One of my picks for the for the week. Obviously, you know you know the drill. Neither team are really that great. One's worse than the other, and that's the Giants. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor gets a second gets a se- second consecutive a third consecutive start today, and obviously things have gone well for for the Giants, or at least for all things considered, more respectable than what they've been. Obviously. The Jets are coming off of a bye, a big win, a big upset victory a few weeks ago against us. Obviously, we'll see what happens today. They do get Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed back in the lineup. They both had concussion issues, and they didn't play against the Eagles two weeks ago. Weather, like I said, we're getting to that time of the year where weather is going to play a role, and rain. it's raining hard up there at MetLife. It's been raining all morning, and it's going to be raining for most of the day, so... This should be another factor in this battle of New York. Aaron Rodgers is also up there as a, you know, obviously as the supporting staff, but he believes he can play soon. There are rumors going around that he might even return before the end of the season, which I doubt. But he did get a procedure with his Achilles that others did not get. Obviously, it's nice to have money in a situation, but he thinks that that's can speed up the injury process. An Achilles injury is an eight-month injury anyway, but he thinks he can get back less than that time. But who knows? But we'll see what happens today. Battle of New York. Who shows up and does more to win the battle of the Big Apple? Go ahead. All right. Well, this is another one on my list that I don't even have a lot much of anything prepared for. It's just not worth getting too much into because both teams are so bad. I mean, the Jets aren't bad. They're winning. But we know they're not a playoff team, Zach Wilson. But either way, the Jets, they're, the Giants are awful. It's, it might be the battle in New York, but it's two bad teams going head-to-head. Um, I do expect a big game out of Brees Hall. Beyond that, this isn't, I'm not, I'm not going to pay attention to this game. So I got, I got Jets winning behind Brees Hall's big game. I'm going to say, uh, Oh man, I'm gonna say uh, I'll just say twenty to sixteen. Yeah, this should be interesting. I mean, obviously, this is my pick for the week. I picked the Jets minus three, given they're given three, and obviously, like I said, the Giants are just terrible offensively. You know, in you know, even with Tyrod, they're still not scoring. They're not scoring at all. This, this offense is terrible, and they're just. You know, like you said, Brees Hall might be the best offensive weapon on the field today. He and Garrett Wilson are the two two that hopefully will give the, the, the Jets a chance to win, and I think they will. Giants going to have to deal with that, that Jets pass rush. I mean, the Eagles struck, I mean, Jalen Hurts struggled against that pass rush a couple a couple weeks ago, and obviously Tyrod, we can tell, is not as good. He's not as good as, as Jalen Hurts. So at the end of the day, I'm going to go with, the J-E-T-S-S, Jets, 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 and they win comfortably. I think they win comfortably. I think there are two, not one, but two defensive touchdowns in my in my idea. You know, it's going to be a rough day for the G-Men, who are the designated home team today. So Jets win, cover, and the final score, 27-13. to 13. Okay. All right. Obviously, you're, you're disappointed at this team that's coming up next. 
lot of division battles here. AFC, NFC North, your Green Bay Packers, your beloved Packers, and obviously Jordan Love has not lived up to the expectations that as of now. He, he has he has obviously they have struggled this year, and obviously they have they have lost their last three games, and things are not been going well for them. The Vikings have turned it around, though. They've won their last three games. But they live and die on one-score on one score deals. One-score deals. Will this be another one-score deal in, in a battle in this division that, obviously, if Detroit leaked oil a little bit last week, they continue to leak oil, okay, these two teams can get back into it. But critical battle here, here coming up. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, this one could you, – I could see this going either way. This could be a tight game. Like you said, when the Vikings do win, it's typically a close game anyway. Um, and the and the Packers aren't going to blow the Vikings out. So I think this will be a one-score game regardless of who wins. The thing is, the Packers, like you said, Jordan Love, I've been disappointing, disappointed in him so far. Um and they start off really slow. Like Jordan Love in the first half has been has been pretty terrible. And they've kind of these games kind of came back late. Some of them at least. Um, but yeah, these slow starts, it's it's doing them in. And I, I kind of expect that to happen again. I expect uh, Kirk Cousins and Jordan Addison, who's coming on strong with Justin Jefferson out. Um, I expect them to come out firing the ball and. Addison and uh, and um, T.J. Hawkinson should have some nice a nice first half at least. Um, Green Bay's D isn't bad, so I don't expect anything crazy. But I do think the, the Vikings will be up by two scores by the half, and then maybe uh, Green Bay keeps it kind of closer and makes it a little bit tight. But in the end, the Vikings have been winning close games. They at least know how to win close games. Green Bay's been losing them, so... I'm going to stick with the Vikings here, and I'll put the final score at, uh, uh, I'll say, uh, 27-23. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't believe how, how the Vikings have been the master of one-score game, winning and losing. I mean, it's ridiculous. Every game they played this year, all seven have been a one-score result. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense in this league, you know, you at least have a couple blowouts or at least a couple blowout victories or losses. And I'm sure that's coming too, but it's just weird. And this one looks like it's going to be the same as well. I mean, the Green Bay, obviously, they aren't really playing good offensively. It's obvious that Jordan Love, for whatever reason, has been one of the more disappointing quarterbacks in the league so far. Because the reason is because he's on a team, the system is not, it's still the same system it's been for the last four or five years since the floor. Matt LaFleur got there. And why he hasn't executed, maybe they don't have the right players or the personnel. They still have the same running back. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers took a couple of receivers away that to, to the Jets, but that doesn't mean that they're better off. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the, with the, with the pack, but they need to get something going. Hopefully today might be the day, but I doubt it. Vikings have played much better after after an 0-4 start, they have won their last three, and they get back to 500 today. And your buddy, Kirk Cousins, the winner, 
he made you a loser last week, will be winning again. So give so give me the the Vikes as much as I hate. I don't like the Vikings personally, but give me the Vikes and the final score twenty to seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Well, this will this is a what a one o'clock game. It's it's definitely not yes. a night game, so you don't have to worry about Cousins choking at night. So yeah. All right. Well, we love weather, right? We enjoy weather. We told you at the beginning of this, we have a snow game. And it is going to happen. Our first snow game of this season. Broncos and the and the Chiefs. Obviously, you got to love snow games. They're fun. They're exciting. Craziness happens. We could have that today here. But obviously, for the Chiefs, they're continuing their their assault on this division, another division game for them. Obviously, we'll see what happens here. Remember, Mahomes has never lost a division road game in his career, which is hard to believe. But ironically, his his first ever career start came here at the Mile High Stadium in 2017 at the end of that season. And he did pretty well. That gave him the, the, the feeling, the look of what his career has obviously become now. For Denver, they're coming off a big win, playing another home game today. But obviously, this is a team really, they're ready to start, you know, start leveling down down talent and personnel as they move on, as they try to start moving on and seeing what they can get in, in a rebuild. But that's not what they're thinking about today. They want to try to win. And whether, will weather be on their side today with the snow? We'll see. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, a potential snow game, that's, I guess, the only reason to even, like, look at this game. Otherwise, this isn't, this this is, a, should be a unanimous pick, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I will say with Kansas City, I haven't been impressed with them this year. We'll see if they make a trade before the trade deadline to get an actual receiver. But that offense is not impressive with Mahomes or no Mahomes. Um they're very inconsistent, and last week was a perfect example of it. You know, they came out, they went off in the first half against the Chargers, and then the second half, it became a defensive battle. Um, but really, the Chiefs' defense has been winning them games this year, and they've been very good at getting after the quarterback, and, and, and Denver's awful. Denver's awful, man. Their defense is awful. They... Russell Wilson, maybe he's looking better this year than he was last year. He's not winning them any type of shootout game. So I, th- I expect the Chiefs offense to actually have a big game this week, four full quarters instead of a half. And uh, and Denver, they're, they're, they're finished. So Chiefs win, final score, I'm going to say 38-17. to 17. Yeah, I, I, I love no games. I mean, but then again, they may either be fun or lopsided. We've seen lops, a lot of lopsided battles. So, obviously we'll see what happens here today. Obviously, Kansas City's rolling right now. They, they're they 6-1 top of the AFC, top with the Eagles. Obviously, the, those two teams are heading in another collision course. But we'll see what happens. Obviously, for the Broncos, like I said, it's amazing Russell Wilson's had, having a solid year number-wise. That's Pro Bowl. He's almost Pro Bowl contending. You know, he's got better numbers than Jalen Hurts so far. 
But the problem is, the team is not that good. They have a terrible defense. Their own line's not the best. And just things aren't going well. And, of course, I don't think he and, and, and Sean Payton have the right chemistry. I don't think it's the right chemistry either. But, obviously, we'll see what happens here today. Playing the Chiefs in the snow should be interesting, but it could also be kind of a coming-to-Jesus moment, as I say. I shouldn't be religious, but, you know, it kind of, if, they don't, if they don't win today, they get beat down. Obviously, that could obviously cause, that could obviously cause for, okay, where do we stand? And this is the kind of game. This is the kind of game, where do we stand? Because it is Kansas City. Now, they did play them a few weeks ago on a Thursday night. And it wasn't as terrible as, as the results told you. But at the end of the day, Kansas City's a better team. And I agree with you. I, I don't see where the Broncos be any competitive. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And the final score, 33-15. to 15. Okay. All right. Now we're going to the two teams I actually picked in my in my picks in my bet picks last week are playing each other today out there in Seattle. The Seahawks and the Browns. The Browns are coming off an impressive victory, a hard fought back and forth game with Indianapolis, but Deshaun Watson is a, is is out indefinitely with more shoulder issues, and he, and it could be more it might be more serious than anybody anticipated. He may not. He may have to look at going under the knife for that if they if it doesn't get any better. Obviously, P.J. Walker will get the start once again. And for Seattle, with Gino Smith, it is what it is. Obviously, they're trying with, with the 49ers coming back to earth the last couple of weeks. That gives this division a little bit of a possibility of a look. They're only a half a game behind them. So, could, could things get interesting here? We'll see what happens here, but Critical matchup here in the West Coast. Big matchup. Two teams trying to stay in their division races as they hunt the division league. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this one, um, I actually thought about making my uh, lock of the week here. Um, I didn't. This isn't my pick. But it was close. It was close. Um, Like you said, Sean Watson's out. P.J. Walker's in. I mean, they've won their last two with P.J. Walker. He hasn't been bad. And um, I know the defense on Cleveland, they gave up 38 points last week to the Colts. I think that was an anomaly. You know, this has been probably the best defense in the NFL up until that point. And uh, they've been playing at a high level. And I expect them to bounce back. Uh, Miles Garrett, he did have a big game last week. I expect him to have a big game this week against Geno, against that Seahawks offensive line that isn't, you know, isn't anything special. And Gino, he turns the ball over a lot. And if Miles Garrett is in his face and get pressuring him a lot, I expect a number of turnovers from him. And Seattle is currently favored by four points. Um, I'm going with Cleveland not just to cover, but to win this one. Again, it's not my lock. Uh, it's, it's a tight one. It was, this was, my lock of the week was kind of a 50-50 between this one and another game. But I, I went with the other one. But nonetheless, I still... If I'm betting on this place in bets, I do like this game for Cleveland to at least cover, probably win. So I'm going with the Browns, and I'm going to say final score is going to be, um, I'm going to say 26 to 20. You got the Browns winning? Yeah. 
Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, Cleveland, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, Miles Garrett is having a hell of a year. He's got he's making a good, quiet presence for Defensive Player of the Year, and they've done really, really well. Browns have been really good defense, but on the road they do give up a lot more points than at home, and they're back. They're still on the road today, so this will be interesting to see what happens here. When you look at uh, when you look at uh, Seattle, obviously they're doing pretty they're doing pretty darn well. I mean they they are what they are, trying to do what they have to do to get to win to win and and contend here. But obviously, you know. We'll see what happens here. I mean, Geno Smith isn't special, but he's done he's done enough. You know, he's kind of like Kirk Cousins. He's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but he but he gets things done. He's reliable, and obviously, Pete Carroll trusted him enough that they didn't draft one for to 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 take his job. So, obviously, Geno's there for for a few years until you know he can't really play. We'll see. But at the end of the day, you know, look at this matchup. It's a tight matchup. It's a tight point spread. I'm going to go with the home team here. I think Seattle finds a way. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it'll be a high-scoring game, but I'm going to go with with the, with the Seahawks here and keep up with the 49ers. Hell, maybe even take the lead from this division, depending on what happens here this afternoon. So, 49ers, I mean, Seahawks win, and the final score, 27-23. to 23. Okay. Now to a matchup that has – game of the week I thought of but it's not mine I don't know if this is your lock of the week or not but actually no we're gonna we're gonna skip this we're gonna go to the primetime games because they're not because they're not really great great matchups it's AFC West versus NFC North on primetime this week the first one is the Sunday night matchup tonight where the Chargers and the Bears go at why in the hell are the Bears who was the worst team in football get a prime prime time spot if the Eagles were terrible they wouldn't even get a Sunday night game how did the Bears get a Sunday night game but I don't know your your, your guess is as good as mine but but obviously the Chargers playing on Sunday night Justin Herbert we'll see what happens here they're coming off of a bye big matchup actually no they, they played last week my bad but we'll see what happens both teams come coming in here we'll see what happens tonight go ahead Sunday night all right well yeah I mean um yeah I mean the only reason this game would maybe be on prime time is because uh, uh everybody was sweating Justin Fields coming into the season and uh the NFL thought oh maybe they'll, he'll have his breakout year and this would be a nice offensive game obviously Justin Fields has sucked and he's now injured and we're looking at Tyson Badgett um so this isn't even worth talking about. So I'm just going to give you a score. Chargers win this one against that terrible Bears team. So Chargers win. I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, uh, Herbert goes off 41 to 41 to 16. Well, there might be one little critical storyline: is Khalil Mack going against his old team? He's a Charger and he played for the Bears for many years. Yeah. And had a lot of success. That's not going to bring in viewers. Only... Yeah, but, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. I mean, it's not a sexy matchup. I don't know what NBC was thinking. Another crappy Sunday night game. On This is supposed to be the prime game of the week. Sunday night is the prime night. 
I don't know. They, it's too late to flex it. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree with you. Justin Herbert should have a big game, and they should go off. So I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. Bears, forget about it. So I'm going to go 36-17. All right. Now, what, now the, uh, another game you picked, and I have, you know, another game you did pick here for Monday night is the Detroit Lions. And they're coming off an embarrassing, an extremely embarrassing, kind of a humble loss that team has had this year, getting blown out in in uh, Baltimore against my Ravens. Now they're playing against the Raiders. And Jimmy Garoppolo is back in the lineup after missing last week with a back injury. So should be interesting. Can Detroit bounce back? Or can the Raiders come, come out here and pull off an, uh, an upset? But they... They got beat down in Chicago, and they're staying around the Midwest again for another matchup. So, this is the Sunday night game. Um, the Monday night game. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. I mean, this is one of my picks, but I'm not wasting my time on this one, man. Um, I mean, if we look at the clock, we got 23 minutes to. And there's four. My by my count, four decent games to pick, and this isn't one of them. So I'm just giving you a score. The Lions win this one. I already talked about it. Um, um, I'm going to say Lions 34-20. Yeah, I don't know why this is a matchup at all that worth – I mean, both – like I said, both primetime games disappoint me. I mean, they're not sexy matchups. I expect Detroit to bounce back too. Obviously, last week was 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 rough. It was rough for them. It was really a rough game. But it may be a game that they learn in the future, you know, when they play another good team of that, of that way. So, but the Brayers aren't as good. So I expect the the Detroit to bounce back. They'll bounce back. Scores thirty three seventeen Detroit. Okay. All right. Now we go to the big matchups here. This would be my game of the week. It's not, but it's still it's Kwame's intriguing matchup. I forgot what John's uh what John's uh fancy matchup was. Oh yeah. By the way, Detroit was the manager special for Kent. So. I keep forgetting all these. I got to keep mixing these up. Yeah, I think John anyway, liked the, the Bengals and Niners game for fantasy. Oh, all right. Well, this was – but I do remember this was Kwame's intriguing matchup, the Steelers and the Jacksonville, which Kenny is actually pending. He's going to be there this afternoon. So we'll see what how that goes today. It's much cooler out there. Temperatures barely in the 50s out there. Big matchup. Jacksonville's on a roll. They've won their last four games. Steelers coming off a big victory last week. These two teams could see each other again in the postseason, maybe. Who knows? But both teams fighting in their divisions. Jacksonville leads their division. Let's see what happens here today. Critical matchup. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this is also uh, my lock of the week. So a lot of people are liking this game for various reasons. Um, Jacksonville, like you said, they're on a four-game winning streak. Um, and they're 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 playing hot. You look at you actually you look at the matchup with them in Pittsburgh. Um, this is the first time Jacksonville's favored to win a game since in in Pittsburgh since 1999. They're favored by two points. Um, but that being said, they've also won five of their last six on the road against the Steelers. Um, so you know they've had a lot of success on the in Pittsburgh, even though. They're never favored. This time they are. Um, you look at the Steelers. 
they, they're, four, they're sitting at four and two, and they, they're, they're kind of a weird team. All four of their wins are decided by seven points or less, but at the same time, their two losses, they've been blown out. They've been outscored 60 to 13. So uh, when they win a game, it's tight. When they lose, they get crushed. The other thing I'll say is uh, Jacksonville does lead the league in uh, takeaways with their defense, number one in the NFL with 16. Um, I, I expect a, a, a rough game for Pittsburgh's offense. I think the Jags play well in Pittsburgh. They, uh, they're, they're, they're opportunistic defense, which I think Kenny Pickett's going to have a rough game. And... Um, Jags giving up two. I'm taking the Jaguars as my lock of the week. So Jacksonville with a final score of 29-17. to 17. Well, this should be interesting. I mean, like I said, Pittsburgh, if you really look at the roster, especially offensively, they shouldn't really be that good. But remember, this is a well-coached team with a future Hall of Fame coach. Kenny Pickett is a really good quarterback, or at least a a decent enough quarterback and we'll see what happens here today I mean obviously Jacksonville is on a roll right now they have won their last four games and obviously they're getting their act together here the last few weeks and you know we'll see what happens here today but like I said I mean it's going to be interesting to see I mean can Trevor Lawrence you know get it done out there like you said Jacksonville's won five of their last six meetings at Infant so that's another critical deal. And, you know, like I said, I mean, Steelers, we'll see what happens today. We'll see if they can go out there and get it done. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I think, you know, they're not going to get blown out, and your score doesn't indicate that they're going to get blown out. But Jacksonville's just a better team. They're, they're on a roll. They're kicking, they're kicking ass here. Steelers, they're okay team, but – like I said, they're basically on a on a shoestring deal to try to stay in this AFC North in this AFC North race with the other three teams. So I'm gonna go with Jacksonville here and the final score thirty to twenty. Okay. All right. Obviously this is not my game of the week here, but this is a big matchup. It's a critical matchup. It's also the top it's also the top guys at Fox. Burkhardt and, uh, and Olsen are calling this game in Big D playing, you know, the Rams playing the Cowboys. Always a critical matchup. These two teams kind of run similarly or in my, my sight for what they are. But big matchup here. Dallas is coming off of a bye. Rams have played the last three at home. Now they're back on the road for a little bit. This should be an interesting matchup. And for, and for the Cowboys want to keep up. Don't want to turn this into a trap game. They have a big matchup, obviously, next Sunday night that – I mean, next Sunday that will obviously gain gain everybody's attention here on the look back. And I have something to tell you about, about this Wednesday show potentially. But interesting matchup here. Stafford playing, in, playing against Dallas. He's had success against them in the past, but that was when he was with Detroit. So this would be an interesting matchup here with these two teams going at it again. Cowboys, Rams. They, I don't know if they're the robbery, but it's an interesting one. We'll see what happens here today. Critical matchup. Go ahead. All right. Well, you know, um, um, this is Stafford coming back home. This is where he grew up in Dallas, man. Um, he's one and two in his career in Dallas. Um, 
But he does have something extra to play for. You know, he's got fa- friends and family at this game, obviously. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But Dallas, they're playing well at home, man. They're on a 10-game winning streak at home, longest in the NFL. Um, and they play five of their next seven games in Dallas. So they're, they're sitting pretty good as of right now. But, like you said, this has the makings to me of a potential trap game. Um, with their, their they, they got the Eagles next week in Philly. Uh, they are coming off a bye, which helps. But they could get caught looking ahead to that Eagles game. And with Stafford coming home, this could be this this could be something. So Dallas should win this game, but I think they're gonna I think they're gonna fall flat here. I'm gonna go with the Rams in a tight one, and I'm gonna say uh, uh, 27 24. L.A. Hmm. Like I said, the, Eagle, the, the Cowboys are coming off of a bye. In the Mike McCarthy era, that's not a good – that's never been good. I think what they are, 0-3 after a bye in, in McCarthy era in 2020? <laughs> I mean, for some reason, he's never had this team prepared when it matters. Now, one thing that does help them is that they are at home. And they have won the last nine home games. So that's a big help. You know, you would think that home field advance would be better for them. But it hasn't always been, especially since they moved to this stadium in 2009. But like you said, this is big for Stafford because he did grow up here in, he grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. He played, he's, a, he's obviously a Texas high school legend. You know, you know, his numbers tell you why. You're looking it up, but obviously this is critical for him. But he, but then again, Cowboys have given him some tough some tough times as well throughout his career. So, but like I said, last year they played the game was in L.A. and he got roughed around. So, but like I said, this could come down to who is the better defensive player, and you got two alpha males, Aaron Donald, a, a future Hall of Famer, and Michael Parsons, who could be on that trajectory. So, whoever shows up between those two will probably be the difference in this game. Because I think defensively, like I said, Dallas has won mostly by defense anyway this year. Four of their five, three of their four wins, their defense has given up at least. The defense has given them three takeaways. So, if they do get at least, if they win the turnover battle, then Cowboys will win this game. And I think they will. I just think that, you know, even though Fuka Nakua and, and Cooper Cup will give the secondary some trouble, I just think that Dallas at home will find a way. I just think they will. Don't, I don't know if I if I can trust if I can trust uh, trust uh, Sean McVay and those guys. So give the Cowboys sadly the double they're due and the final score um, thirty one to twenty three. Okay. All right, to my game of the week, and this almost was going to be one of my picks for the week but obviously of course you're going to be laughing you think this is my team this is not my team though i do respect joe montana and steve young two of the all-time greats we can respect that and and bill walsh is one of the greatest minds in the history of this league ever bill walsh but let's be honest are the 49ers really a contender or, or not they've lost their last two games and now today they're back home They've been on the road, but now they're back home, and they have a critical matchup 
This is the Bengals. These are both these two teams have a lot in common. They've been at the top two of their conference the last two years. Last year they were conference championship losers. Both lost their conference, their chance to be in the Super Bowl again against each other. Will these two be in the top two when it matters again later in the year? But obviously for the Bengals, they're trying to get back into the postseason. They're not in the postseason as of now, so they have to get back in there. They're in last place though with their with a strong record in a tough division, but. Like I said, can the 49ers bounce back or can the Bengals continue their their fast of it, their comeback after a slow start? Critical matchup is my game of the week. Go ahead. Yeah, well yeah, this is gonna be a good game. This really is the game of the week. This is the one to watch. Um and these are two teams that, as of right now anyway, they're on sort of different trajectories. Um Cincinnati came out slow, like they did last year, but this time Burrow was injured and he was terrible. And they started off 0-2, but as Burrow's getting healthier, they're playing a lot better, and the Bengals have won three of their last four. Um, meanwhile, San Francisco came out on fire. You, you've been su- sweating them for weeks now. Um, that's your, it's your new favorite team, I think. You know, so they started off 5-0 and and were on fire. Everybody was putting them in the Super Bowl, ready to crown them. But look what happens. They lost to P.J. Walker and uh, Kirk Cousins the last two weeks. P- Brock Purdy has played bad the last two weeks when he's actually been asked to make some plays and kind of carry the team. And uh, that doesn't look that doesn't bode well for them come playoff time. And they're going up against a playoff team. This is, he's going to have to make some plays. Now, I will say, if Christian McCaffrey goes off, which is always a possibility, maybe they don't need Brock Purdy to go off. For a game, come playoff time though, he's gonna have to care. He's gonna have to make some big plays, and I don't think he can. But for one game, you never know. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, I will say, since he got traded to the Niners, he's had 21 games, including the playoffs. He scored 24 touchdowns. You know, he's been the man. So I do expect a big game out of him. But I think Joe Burrow is gonna come up big. I think it's a. Uh, uh, I think it's a. Uh, a game where uh, Cincinnati, they're going to score points. And I don't think Brock Purdy and that offense for the Niners is going to be able to really keep up. And I think when it, it comes down to it at the end, I think I see a couple turnovers from Brock Purdy. So I'm going with the, the, the Bengals and the and the Niners to your Niners to lose three in a row. So Bengals, final score, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say uh, 31-24. I don't know why you keep calling them, why you think they're my Niners. I, uh, I never you, you, was a... All, all for the last week, you kept saying well, how they're the look, best look, team. Look, look, I, yeah. I, I, look, it's not like I could sit there. Like, if this is 2001, you would say, oh, you're Rams, you're St. Louis Rams. But they were actually a really good team to actually beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship. You know, you can't just say I'm a homer for a team that's fear. But the 49ers are, are the, were a really good team to start the year. They were blowing teams out. Now, obviously, things have to come back down to earth a little bit here the last few weeks. But now they're back at home, which they are, they that should be a, a, a benefit to them. We'll see. But obviously, we'll see what happens here. Obviously, the Bengals, they're coming off a, they were off a slow start. They've won three of the last four. Burrow's looking healthy, and things are looking good for them. 
But obviously, this is a critical matchup for both teams because they both need this game. 49ers know that they got to get their act together because Seahawks are threatening in the division, and so potentially it could be the Rams. So a lot could change if they don't win this game. And then if you're looking, if you're also looking into into the eyes perspective, you know the defense. This could be a defensive battle, and both defenses do possess a lot, but. Not being a homer and not caring like that, the 49ers are at home. This should be interesting. This is the Nance Romo game, so this is the big game of the week for CBS. At the end of the day, you know, you got you can trust the 49ers at home more than you can trust them on the road. So, you know, you can call me a homer. You can call me anything you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to call the 49ers a vic- the victor at this point. So... Give the Niners the victory here in a close battle and the final score 27 to 24. Yeah, well, the reason why your re- claim that the Niners last week anyway were the best team in the NFC was was bad was because they got their asses kicked by the Eagles. The exact same team got their asses kicked in the playoffs. The Eagles were the defending NFC championship, NFC champion teams. And, uh, and, uh, it's not like the Niners having a better record. It's not like uh, uh, it's not like the Niners were some uh, amazing team that we, we saw something. I mean, they blew out the Giants. Okay, great, congratulations, you blew out the Giants. You know, you got to beat the Eagles uh, until you can crown them the, the the best team. You got to actually beat the best team. Like I said, when, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And so far, they haven't beaten the man. They just beat a bunch of scrubs. Well, I saw I saw Ric Flair in person last week, so <laughs> yeah, he was he gave Sting a, a nice edge chop, even though at, at seventy four years old it looks pretty pretty dry, drowsy. <laughs> but anyway, we have one game to go. This game has already started, and unfortunately, like I said, we don't have to do this many times this year, but we have to hurry it up here. Yeah, we're down to four, six minutes. Eagles are playing What? We're down to six minutes. All right, Eagles are playing Washington. These two teams played about a month ago, earlier at the beginning of the month, and it was a battle all the way to to overtime. It went past 60 minutes. Will it be this case today, or can the Eagles actually dominate a a lesser team? Because we both agree that Washington's a lesser team. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I'd be a little bit worried about this being a trap game if if, – um, the Eagles didn't get their asses, or I, I shouldn't say that. If the Eagles didn't play so bad against the Redskins earlier in the year, um, I do think that they're going to be more prepared this time around. I mean, I mean, Sam, yes, yeah, Sam Darnold, uh, Sam Howell tore us up a few weeks ago. I think we're going to be ready. That offensive line for the Redskins is bad. Yeah, I'm going to keep calling them the Redskins because that's just how I know them. I don't care if it's a violation. Um, it's bad. Sam, Dar- Sam Sam Howell has been under a ton of pressure all year. Our D-line should get after him. And Eric Bieniemy has, aside from that Eagles game that they played, he's proven himself to be a bad offensive coordinator, despite what people tried to claim about him when he was on the Chiefs. Okay, so overall... This Washington team is bad, and if once they lose this week, they're going into full rebuild mode. So, Eagles put an end to the Redskins season. Final score, 
It's going to be, I'm going to say 33 to 23. Well, like I said, I mean, right there, well, some interesting stuff there. But <laughs> obviously, this should be interesting because, like I said, these two teams played each other earlier in the month, and it, and it didn't go well for the Eagles at all. It was uncharacteristics. The game went past 60 minutes. Washington was prepared, and they played, well, probably their best game of the season against them offensively as well. But Sam Howell is is, is, a core, is about to hit historic numbers. He's been sacked 40 times this year. He's on pace for 84 sacks. The NFL record is 76. So that's, that's average of four and a half sacks per game. That's ridiculous. And we'll see what happens here. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, they actually have the ball right now, moving it down the field slowly, but we'll see how it goes. But Yeah, my guy Eli people, Ricks just made a nice play. What? My, my guy Eli Ricks just made a nice play. Yeah. But we'll see what happens here. I mean, obviously, will it be the same game? I say Washington will be motivated and use that momentum from that from that performance in week, was it, week four, to use in this matchup. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with, with the Eagles here as well. They It won't be it won't be 60 minutes. It will only be 60 minutes, and it won't even take that much to beat them down. Washington sucks at home anyway. They, the last two games at home, they've been blown out by more than 20. But they won't blow them up by 20. They'll beat them 34 to 17. Okay, okay. Now, before we go, I have a, you know, I might have an, two announcements. We may have an announcement on Wednesday about the live look back, and it's really good, really good news. And, Matt, I've told Kwame and, and John this this week, we may have a special guest on the look back this week. And, unfortunately, it's a Cowboy fan because it's Dallas week. It is Dallas week, and it's a she. We're going to have a woman on the show for the first time ever on the look back. So, all potentially. It's not it's not guaranteed, but it's potential. But all signs point to that. So, you better be prepared and you better be nice. Uh, I'll, I'll be nice as long as she doesn't run her mouth like a, a Cowboys fan that knows nothing. But, you know, that's how these Cowboys fans are, man. When they win a game, they all run their mouths, but they don't know shit. Men or women. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll see what happens if she actually comes on or not. We'll we'll see. But <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be on my best da- behavior. Yeah, da- it's Dallas week on the look back this week. Okay. So see us Wednesday. See us on Wednesday. All right, man. Sounds good.